I'm DJ. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to One Shot Stabber, a TTRPG podcast where we seek out new ways to tell your stories through different systems and games. Welcome to part three of our Zine Quest series. Today we are talking about Pink Security and More, DJ's project for Zine Quest. If you are not familiar with Zine Quest, it is Kickstarter's effort in the month of February for individuals to put out a zine that is a TTRPG and uh, crowdfund it and share it with the world. And both of us are working on a project. Uh, last episode, if you listen to part two, is about my project, Battle School. Um, and it is uh, a big project that is coming from my heart. It's a new system and everything. Go listen to the episode. Check it out on ZineQuest. But today we are talking about something that has been inside of this man for quite some time. And I'm so glad that we're going to finally see it yeah. on paper. That is Pink Security and More. Um, it used to be called Poly Pink and the Apocalypse. But uh, which is I, great. And like just it sounds good together. But Pink Security and More is a much better title. <laughs> so this all starts uh, with a sob story. So grab your tissues. Uh, January of last year, I lost my job. Um, and that had a profound effect on me. And it was just it was kind of over mental health issues and a bunch of other things. And well, I was at home and I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was just kind of sitting around, just existing. And I was talking to Amber, my wife, and we were just kind of talking about like, you know, um, specifically the young adult novel character, right? The young adult protagonist and how awful they always are. They're always like they're written in such a way that you're supposed to see yourself through their eyes. Right? You're supposed to almost attribute your own personality to it. And it it always comes out bad, especially in movie adaptions. Uh, and so I was just joking around and like we were talking and spitting ideas back and forth. And then I came up with the idea of Polly Pink. And at first it was just a silly thing. And then it was like, no. This is actually a really cool character. And so I came up with a setting. Me and my wife worked on characters together. We started to write uh, what was at the time a graphic novel called Polly Pink and the Apocalypse. Uh, I would still love for this to come out as a prequel at some point, but uh, it's really expensive to art uh, for, <laughs> for a graphic novel or comic book. Uh, who knew? And... Uh, <laughs> So uh, what ended up happening was I shelved it for a while and then I was uh, I started game mastering for hire. And while I was game mastering for hire, I was already writing new worlds and a whole bunch of new lore and stuff. Uh, when I finally got to a point where I was satisfied with one of my homebrew worlds, I just sat there and go, hey, you know what? Pink security or at the time, Polly Pink and the Apocalypse is a really fun and cool setting that would be great for a TTRPG. Um, and so I began to kind of convert. I started taking all of that lore and kind of making it into a setting book that anybody could use for any of their games. Um, and so I took the main team from Pink Security and more, and I kind of like advanced it a year. And now they're a successful uh, odd jobs for hire uh, association called pink security and more 
And with pink security and more, you are hopping in as um, uh, new hires to pink security and more. And so your players or you will go on and do odd jobs, odd jobs like making dangerous deliveries out into the wastelands of North America, uh, doing junk races, uh, Mad Max style. Like, uh, what else? Um, things like protecting the community from gangs uh, who are, you know, running protection rackets uh, and all of that. So that's what Pink Security is, or Pink Security more is. Let me tell you more about the environment in which Pink Security uh, takes place. Uh, the city of Dump City is a post-post-apocalyptic uh, uh, settlement. Uh, it takes place somewhere in the heartland of America, and it is a few generations removed from the apocalypse that ended everything. Uh, it's a myriad of things that possibly brought the world to its knees, right? And society fell. Uh, and, you know, during the apocalypse, everybody flees. Everybody runs away. They go and they go and, you know, have uh, these these alone spaces, right? They might be in small enclaves, small communities, but for the most part, everybody's hiding if they're surviving. They're just fighting for survival. So that's the apocalypse. The post-apocalypse is when things get a little bit more civilized, uh, where those, those structures of power kind of start to kind of come back into place and people start to, you know, focus around these, uh, these charismatic leaders and you know the, their communities start to grow the post post apocalypse in my opinion is what comes after that because if humanity survives we are like cockroaches all right we are going to come back we are going to do more we are going to rebuild and so essentially uh people have come back together and they start to go through these abandoned cities, uh, these places that are were useless during the apocalypse and useless during the post-apocalypse. But now they're going, our communities are growing so large and strong, we actually need the space to begin to house people. And then all of a sudden you have things like, oh, we need an economy. And so it starts to rebuild. Dump City was founded uh a generation uh two generations ago essentially by the grandparents uh and the great grandparents uh of the people of dump city and they have they first kind of came in and started to pick up the junk they've started to kind of like pick up the trash they start repairing buildings slowly from the outside working their way in and up into the skyscrapers uh, and essentially giving themselves a place to live. Um, it becomes centers of trade and centers of, uh, of entertainment. And all of a sudden people are doing regular jobs again, regular jobs, you know? Uh, but those regular jobs could be, hey, we're a group of people who go out to the landfill uh, that was left over by a generous previous society. And they begin to either refurbish and fix the things within it, or they begin to deconstruct it down to its base materials so that they can recycle it into something better. And so all of the vehicles that they use, 
are a hodgepodge of MacGyvered together parts, right? Uh, they are uh, essentially junk vehicles um and they begin to fix it and they begin to like you know work their way around it you know because when people don't have access to the actual things to fix things they find a way to make sure that it will work in one way or another and so essentially this is the this is like we screwed up <laughs> we screwed up like we're the ones who screwed up and so our grandchildren our great great grandchildren have begun to kind of look around the world and go, man, there is so much useless, or not useless, there's so much useful stuff that was just hidden under a pile. And so they take that, they fix it, they sell it, and so junk becomes like a currency, right? And the precious metals within them become the currency. So... You take that, you take the odd jobs for hire, and you have this setting that is fully about community. It is about uh, making a difference no matter how small or big you are. Uh, it is about uh, doing what you can to make the world a better place and a safer place. Polly Pink is just a person, right? She's not a superhero. She is a uh, mid-20s girl, woman, who is... Sorry, give me a second. <clears throat> she is a mid-20s woman uh, who just wants to do what she can. And so her and her foster sister do pink security and more. They go out, they help people, they bring more people in along the way. And it just becomes this like, hey, just because, you know, organized crime came back and gangs came back and, oh, <laughs> there's political corruption still? Uh, what? Doesn't no. mean. I know, right? Uh, doesn't mean that that's what you have to just live with. It means like you can actually go out and you can say something and you can do something. And you know what? You can start a revolution in your own backyard just by caring enough. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people need because a lot of people in our world feel powerless. They feel... Yeah. Like they can't do anything and they're frozen. They see horrible things. They see global warming. They see whatever is happening. And they're like, I am one person. What am I going to do? And while they can't fix it on their own, uh, it, they can definitely snowball into a bunch of people helping each other and building community and just kind of like helping each other. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that is my pitch for Polly Pink. Okay. Uh, yeah, Polly is very femme punk. Uh, doesn't mean she like she she doesn't necessarily identify uh, with all of the gender roles that have been assigned to her arbitrarily. Right, yeah. You know, um, a lot of the characters are you know inspired by uh, people that I know. Um, I won't lie, Polly so, Pink is inspired by my wife. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I was just gonna say that. So. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. I, I really want to know how you're doing this. So I think something that's always like, I don't know, like weird with character led, I don't know, character led is the right word, but like character centric um, settings, right? Is like sometimes let's, let's take the classic one. Um, Curse of Strahd, right? Like it's like, Oh, whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Why is Vic Van Richten not just the hero? Right? Like, 
Why right. why do we matter? Why are you helping right? him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like why why not why isn't Van Richten the Van Helsing to go put the stake in Dracula? Like why are we a part of this conversation? Well, in that they kind of give you an answer for it a little bit. Um, but that's always a weird part of it. So for this, like you said, Polly's not a superhero. She's not the hero. But can you talk a little bit about the role mechanically that you have her playing when you're working on this book? And then like what the mechanics of this book will give to GMs who want to run this setting? Yeah. Pink security and more is and all of the uh, the NPCs within it. Uh, So you have Polly Pink, you have uh, Roman Miles, uh, you have uh, Jackie Vasquez and you have Gopher. Um, these four people work and run pink security and more and essentially their role for you as the game master or as the player is the quest giver, the initial Mm -hmm. lead into the campaign, right? Uh, because how you choose to do this is up to you. You could skip the entry level of it and go, we don't need pink security and more. Let's, you know, just start out on our own. But it helps to kind of give characterization to the goal. Uh, and so Pink, or Polly Pink is very, like, bubbly. She's very uh, vibrant. She's very friendly. Uh, but she's also very tough and she's very stern, right? She has all these things that conflict with each other. And so she her feels role... like she's kind of like a mirror of the heart of the setting, right? Like, it feels like the setting yes. itself is a very hopeful aspirational uh interpretation of community in the end of the world um and like i think that from what i've heard you describe her it's like she acts as a tonal lightning rod for the players when starting in this setting right because exactly uh because in this setting like there is a lot of dark stuff that happens in dump city right Um, and so having somebody who's like, Hey, this is a positive, lighthearted, fun person doing incredibly dangerous things, um, and hiring you to do incredibly dangerous things. One of the first missions I did, uh, for the group that I ran this for was they saw posters like hand-drawn posters saying pink security and more help wanted uh and that was their lead-in and so they went in they go hey we're here about the you know odd jobs for hire positions uh and then they go okay cool uh well since you guys are all applying at the same time uh turn and greet your teammates right uh and you guys are going to be working together to make dump city a better place And so one of the first jobs that I gave them was simple. It was just kind of like, hey, go to this store and just kind of hang out there. And if anybody harasses the lady who who works there, um, maybe do something about it, right? Uh, So uh, what about like um, when it comes to like the contents of the book? So you're giving a lot of setting background. You're giving a lot of, like NPCs, D- does each of the NPCs come with like hooks, like what you're describing, or are you doing like a full adventure on your plan side of things? I am doing. It is mostly a setting book that tells uh-huh. you about the people and the locations of the city. Um, but 
I am also going to be doing a few um, intro to the adventure okay. type missions. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ones is called Cookies from Grandma, um, which, small spoiler, uh, ends up in a death race, a uh, junk death race. Naturally. Uh, naturally. naturally. <laughs> and uh it's super fun it was it was a blast to run it yeah. um and the rule set for that is system dependent right you can run this in whatever you'd like i run this in cypher uh cypher does have some vehicle combat rules uh in a couple of their books most importantly um the uh the Rust. the stars are fire oh right and uh possibly rust and redemption as well i haven't got that yet and so i'm really excited because it's a post-apocalyptic yeah. setting uh rule set so it's like oh this is gonna make my job easier um but uh essentially it is you know it's kind of similar to uh you know like uh what andrew talked about with battle school but also wildly different uh because you're in something like a little buggy cart or a yeah. school bus yep. and so like it is it is full on like diesel punk type yeah, vibes it's mad max <laughs> it's mad max uh because not everybody wants to return back to society yeah um and so yeah that's uh that's, that's one cool. of the teasers for some adventures the other things have to do with like the inner workings of of uh you know dump city and also the open-ended thing of hey do you want to start a franchise like do you, you want right. to not that's be cool. underneath pink security and more do you want to be a partner in pink security and more somewhere else? Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a Northern part of the city or maybe your game master is like, I really like Detroit. I think Detroit would make a great uh, post post-apocalyptic city. Right. And my hope is that I can build up enough love for this setting that I can not only fund it uh, and release it, but it'll become, a, Hey, in the future, I'd love to work with game designers and game writers to expand it into a full book setting. Um, the setting that I currently have is mostly uh, geared towards Cypher System, but can be used with everything from Cortex to Path or Starfinder to E, whatever it is you know you are the most comfortable with. If you wanted to, you could run it in Fifth Edition. I don't know how that okay. will work. But people run some crazy stuff in 5th edition People run sometimes. 5e all the time when it shouldn't be. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it is up to you. And yeah. if if any of this has sounded great to you, if any of this kind of like made you feel like, oh, that sounds like that would be a fun and warm setting to be in, please check out the uh, Zine Quest Kickstarter for Polypink uh, or Pink Security and more. Uh, we will include the link in the bio. Um, I'm super excited. Like, I don't, if I get... 20 people funding this right i'm happy right oh. that's well sorry i have 30 people that way we could get over the number there uh you go. <laughs> but yeah if i could get that many people with it in their hands i have succeeded uh and yeah i will continue to build and evolve the world on my own whether it's a massive smash success or it yep. is what it is it's coming out no matter and to, like, what <laughs> to put a put a bookend a little bit on the first episode in this three-parter that's really why we're doing it like look if we don't hit our funding goals we're still doing the content right it's just the funding goals makes it better we can pay for more art we can pay for 
better editors to help us, you know, with the the writing piece when we can just focus on the mechanics. And like yeah. at the end of the day, we are going to keep making cool stuff, but we really want to share it with you guys. We want to hear from you guys. Please check out both his project and mine over on ZineQuest. Links will be in the description. Also, uh, I get to finally rep it. Um, we've got merch. <laughs> Coastal Mage yes. Slayer. If you get Buy it, you one. get it. <laughs> um, we I'm also have one for so. Magic Missile. And uh, we also have a logo tee for the podcast as a whole. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check us out over on Patreon. You're going to get access to the full length um, actual plays of the games that we're demoing. We've got a couple lined up. There's one that we're recording tonight that I'm very excited yeah. about. And there's many more to come. Um, so if you want to see us playing some games, check out our Patreon. You also um, get access to some other information early over there. Um, also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. Like, subscribe. That really does help. If you're able to, yes. <laughs> also drop in um, over on Spotify and on Apple and give us a review. Tell us how we can be better. We want to know. We yeah. actually want to make this Follow us on better. TikTok if you haven't yet. And watch a video all the way through. That's all you got to do on TikTok. It's really simple. <laughs> yep. And we really genuinely, for those of you that have helped this podcast get started, it has been a delight. We're excited to keep growing. Yeah. We want to hear back from the people that are listening to it because every yeah. time I hear somebody hit us up and be like, hey, I really actually liked your podcast. It like makes my day. So please yeah. let us know how this is uh, going for you. Hang out with us in the Discord. Yes. Uh, join that. Uh, there's a bunch of people in there and you'll get to see some really cool art and stuff in there as well. That'll probably be one of the first places we start to share uh, the art for our submissions. And so, if you, you uh, are interested in getting to that community piece that we mentioned in our first episode about getting into self-publishing, a lot of the people that we've been meeting are getting into our Discord and hanging out there as well. Um, yeah. And there is also links in, uh, I think, our first episode of of checking out some of these other Discords. Um, you can get involved in the TGRPG space uh, here on YouTube, TikTok, and the internet as a whole. So thank you guys for listening. It's been a blast. See you soon. <laughs>